Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Welcome to the show. This is Tina Edwards on a Women in Jazz takeover here on Soho Radio for the next hour. At the top of the show, we had a tune called Pra LA by Mariana Zwag. It was recorded between Rio de Janeiro and Berlin. Absolutely epic. And that led on to Chien Chien Lu's Invitation. A really great vibraphonist coming up in New York. You had a wicked debut album that came out called The Path in September. That tune is something I would just love to lose myself to in a live set. But hey, I can dream we will be there soon. Women in Jazz is this show and it aims to address and brighten the dimmed spotlight shining upon female jazz musicians. So Women in Jazz is essentially Nina Fine and Lou Paley, two glorious, incredible, inspiring women that I'm very proud to call my friends. And they do what they do with their workshops, uh, with all kinds of live events and also with their Soho radio residency. And I'm very pleased to be taking over this one. So I'm Tina Edwards. I'm a DJ. I'm a broadcaster. And I write the EZH newsletter, which you can get in your inbox every couple of weeks with new music recommendations, features, jobs, opportunities in jazz and beyond. And I'm actually hosting a Best Albums of 2020 live stream with a few other music obsessies, including uh, my friends Tom Ravencroft and Frankenstein, Hasib Iqbal and more. It's going to be really cool. It's going on for London Jazz Festival on the 19th of November. I hope you can join us on the EZH Facebook page. In the next hour or so, I've got plenty of new music from you from amazing, fantastic, of course, female musicians in jazz. And also an interview with someone I'm really excited to talk to. It's Tori Hansley, a wonderful harpist who is releasing her long-awaited debut album called As We Stand. We've also got some new music from Alicia Joy, Chicago's Angel Bat David and South African collective Sparza. This is Demay with Use It. Don't go anywhere. Lighter again from Melbourne-based Alicia Joy. Absolutely love her. This is from her EP, which is coming out on the 20th of November via First Word Records. And before that, use it from Touching Bass's own label too. That was Demay with that tune. Now, I'm really excited to be chatting to our guests. Before I jump in, I don't know if it's you 
but some of you, maybe you, have a particular box perhaps in your mind for harpists. It might be weddings, it might be corporate events, but let us not forget there are some incredible harp players out there. I'm talking about Alina Bajinska, I'm talking about Dorothy Ashby, and I'm talking about Tori Hansley, who is our guest on Women in Jazz on Soho Radio right now. I saw her play at Dingwall's um, Jazz Peterson's event a couple years ago, absolutely blown away. She put so much grit into her playing. She has so much compassion and storytelling in what she does. And there's a lot of themes that I'm really looking forward to digging into on her new record. It's been really long awaited. She's been around on the London jazz scene for a few years. And we've really been looking forward to this release coming out on Cadillac Records on the 27th of November. We're going to find out some of the themes behind the record and kind of figure out how it took us a little while to get here, given the hype that she's had leading to this moment. Um, It also features the amazing drummer Moses Boyd as well. So I'm really looking forward to finding out more about this record. So Tori, it's so good to chat to you because I've seen you play a couple of years ago at Dingwalls. Absolutely loved it. And I've never had the pleasure to chat to you directly. So it's really, really nice to have you on the show. Absolutely. A real pleasure to be here too, Tina. Thank you so much for having me today. And especially of the day of the um, release of my third single, Pile of Retreat. <laughs> Yay! Very exciting. Um, I saw you at Dingwalls a couple of years ago, which was such a great gig because for anyone listening who doesn't know Dingwalls, it's kind of the project of uh, Giles Peterson and I think Patrick Forge as well. And it's just really kind of challenges the the preconceptions of what is amazing on the dance floor and to have you there was a perfect sort of um uh joiner to that concept and I feel like that's a big part of your track that's just come from your new album called What's in a Tune. Yeah definitely and thank you so much for being there and being a part of it the audience that day were incredible one of my favorite gigs to date in uh yeah quite quite a few years of performing um so uh but yeah that song uh, playing it at the time as well like the band were on fire I was playing with Ruth Goller and um Tom Skinner and the band were just melding together like everyone was in it it was just one and moving forward seeing where it goes and that track is is probably one of my favorites and one that the audience often say that they remember the most and yeah I don't I don't know what's about the music exactly but like there's something just in it. And when I wrote it, sort of the concept behind it was like, what can we do with the arts? What's the power of the arts? And um, yeah, that's kind of what what I'm always, always in my mind when I'm performing that track and really like lifting each other up and saying, yeah, we can move forward. And the arts is, is such an amazing way to, to change the world as well, I, I hope. Awesome. Well, it seems like a perfect opportunity for us to get to know your music right now by checking out this tune. So let's dive straight into it. This is What's In A Tune. So this is your debut album, which has been such a long time coming for your fans. Can you tell us about the path leading up to now? So, um, well, I guess mainly the path of getting your music out there is finding the right people to work with. So I've had a few people along the way who have really backed what I do. Um, Those people being Paul Bradshaw, Orphie Robinson, Cleveland Watkiss, 
and um, and and many others, uh, and many many great women actually have inspired me, like Nikki Yo. Um, but yeah, so the the journey with the album was really so musically finding the right people to work on it um, after the recording was was kind of a big thing for me. So finding the people who could really explore the sounds that I've heard in my head for like since forever, really. I mean, I've been playing the harp since I was six. I've been playing the piano since I was three. And so anyway, so we we worked with a guy called Dill Harris. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's worked on a lot of um, a lot of the people that that we both love. So Shabaka Hutchins. Yeah. Um, I think he's worked with um, artists like Massive Attack, The Roots, like his catalog is just incredible. Um, and re- he really helped bring it to life. So he just gave it like almost just allowed the balls to shine for want of a better <laughs> phrase. Like he had an attitude button that was often like, we were going, yeah, let's just turn that up a bit there. <laughs> um, and uh, and similarly with the guy who worked on the mastering, uh, Guy Davis, um, just an absolute beautiful artist and individual to work with and just understood what the stories and the music was saying. And, and you know, the sound that was captured in the studio how to really let that shine, how to let everything speak. So, so yeah, I mean, that was, that was probably the main part of the journey that I enjoyed the most, um, aside from, of course, the, the initial recording, which, I mean, for me, that's, that's kind of the quick bit because we all got in the studio together. It was my decision that we would all be in the same room. So there was me, Moses, Boyd and Ruth Goller, and we were playing, yeah, just in that room together. And so I wanted it to feel as live as possible. But of course, it's an album compared to a live gig. So it is a different beast. But I wanted that energy and that togetherness. And uh, there's a couple of tracks that hopefully the fans will enjoy coming out um, in November. There's a track called Home. And I distinctly remember recording that. And the moment I do a solo improvisation to lead us in, as per on the live gigs, I usually do the same. And then it kicks into the riff. And uh, yeah, it was just an overwhelming feeling, like with music, like, you know, where you can't really put it into words and it just, it just went and it just, and there was, um, there was one point where I think when I'd done the solo, when we went into the riff, there was something wrong with my sound or something, but I said to everyone, let's go now. Cause it, you know, when you just got that feeling straight in, no talking, no it's thinking. in your gut just go so yeah it was wonderful and that song actually um yeah it's called home I don't know if you've had a chance to listen Tina but um that one is kind of one of my most sentimental tracks as well and it was inspired by Benamore who used to be one of the main photographers at Ronnie Scott's um Mm. probably one of my closest friends and introduced me to Moses Boyd in fact um and was a great great supporter of of what I do behind the scenes as we all have those people who lift us up and keep us going and tell you what you're doing is great and just keep going. And he was one of those. And another great friend of mine called Jackie Allen, who um, she actually, I've got her harp here in my, in this room with me here. Uh, she sadly passed away um, not so long ago and was a similarly a huge supporter of what I did from the very beginning and just really believed in me. So yeah, wow. th- it's those special moments, isn't it? I think that, that we remember. 
Absolutely. An amazing backing. It sounds like you've really had a special collective of, of beautiful souls around you to inspire the record. And, and to go back to what you said about, you know, that sort of moment of, of, okay, go, when it came to recording, I can feel there's a real grit in your playing, which it you know, it kind of contrasts so great with the the crispness and the warmth of of a harp and the way that you play it, which is a little bit kind of, I don't know, like there's a bit of post-rock inspiration that I can hear in there. Tell me if I'm wrong, but it feels like there's a real kind of guttural um, response to the way that you get inspired. And, and I can totally hear that in the record. I don't know if that's just me or if that's something that you identify with as well. Yeah, that's a really nice... Uh... Nice to hear those words, actually, um, that, and that gives you that feeling. And and yeah, I think it is. It's it's really it's a really a gut thing, I guess. Like you said, you put it much better than I could. Um, but a big part of that journey was also so I found um, a great little pedal shop that I go to that that they they've got tons of guitar pedals, and you know I think like Muse goes down there too. I don't know whoever uh, all the big guys. And um and they they've got every every different little bespoke pedal you could want. So I go in and take the beast down, which is in itself a bit of an ordeal. But <laughs> we go in there and have a couple of cups of tea, and I try like about ten distortion pedals. And and I've recently got like yeah a wicked another distortion pedal and overdrive pedals. And uh, but it's really finding the right thing that's right for your sound. You know, it's like what what's right for me could be completely wrong for someone else, and and vice versa. And so I think it is that journey to finding your sound and, and yeah, and, and it's nice to be, to be feeling like I'm, I'm saying those things and um, with, you know, the right amps and, and all the things that go into that as well. So, Sweet. but yeah, the way you said it was much more eloquent and, and that's really <laughs> nice that you got that response. Hey, not at all, but yeah, I'm glad, you know, you're putting out that frequency and I've picked it up. Um, did you call your heart the beast? Yeah. That's yeah. The is that his name? I love that. <laughs> That's wicked. Is it just something that kind of just came around organically or did you did you kind of select a name for it at the time? Well, now you mention it. So this harp, I guess I've been saving up all of my pennies since forever to get the harp I now have. Um, it's a Kamak electric harp. And so it's purely electric, although you can play it acoustically, but, you know, different things for different things sort of thing. Sure. Um, but yeah, when, when it gets plugged in, it's just for me, it's 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 like a kid in a toy shop um just playing it it's just like when you switch on the amp it's just like oh it just purrs um but uh yeah I got it bespoke made actually so it's usually it's got quite a bit of gold on it and um yeah like you know like little gold trimmings and this then that here and there fancy bits like you'd expect maybe you could get flowers down it if you wanted <laughs> um but yeah I kind of said to the the guys when I ordered it I was like I want it all black I want none of that and I want matte black soundboard so um just kind of pictured how I wanted it and uh yeah it's 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 a real joy whenever I go go to work with it so yeah that sounds so sexy I'm imagining like this matte black harp which is so far away from the kind of floral sweet delicate kind of instrument that we might picture when we think of a harp so that that feels like a perfect vision to accompany the record for sure <laughs> Bless him. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to ignore the obvious um you know obviously we 
are in a weird time and I can imagine that this is not the landscape in that you imagined releasing your debut record like how's it been kind of adapting to launching an album campaign and sharing this this new music for the first time in the current climate that we're in yeah 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 for sure um so yeah there's no no getting around it's a challenging time for you know everyone across the board whatever profession you're in and um I think the most heartwarming thing has been for me when I first released What's in a Tune which was the first single and there was an overwhelming feedback I mean the number of plays just shot up and and but people's messages so I've had some really beautiful personal messages like on my email and through Bandcamp and um yeah just people saying how much the music's lifted them up and and how important our communication in the arts is to help each other and, and inspire us and, and help us have a bit of hope through this. Mm. And actually, I think it's kind of made me feel more in tune with my purpose. I'm a very hopeful person. I'm a very positive person anyway. Um, and I think in a way it helps us to stand back a bit. And for me, the album is is really about looking at where we are as humans at this point in time especially for me, it's regards to our environment. So the natural environment, our natural world. And so almost like the first track is Rivers of Mind. And that's really all about the unsustainability of the world we live in. And I think part of the time we're in right now is is saying, you know, this is unsustainable. We can't quite carry on like this. And maybe we need to look at how we, um, how we interact with our natural world. So and then the album, I hope, is a journey for people. It, it, it comes through to watching a tune right at the end. It's like, this is what we can do. We can use human communication to lift people up. And that's what keeps me going every day and getting out of bed. Right. And I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm so in agreement with you because there's been a couple of projects that I've got going on at the moment where I've, you know, happily been asked to, to get involved. And with the second lockdown, there's been talk of, oh, we should probably postpone this until next year when when actually it's all music orientated. And what we need right now is optimism and positivity and amazing art to get us through this time rather than like you know pushing it back and going oh now's not the time it's like no now is the perfect time we've got so much um what's the word I'm looking for like really yeah excuse the phrase but a captive audience you know we are captive in our homes right now and we want to be consuming you know amazing music and and the arts so um I'm so glad that you've gone ahead with the album campaign in this time as you have um you touched on on the climate and human behavior and that kind of touches on polar retreat which I'd love to play out in a moment could you perhaps tell us about the track and introduce it for us yes I would love to and thanks so much Tina I'm really glad that this tune resonated with you as well so this is one of my favorite songs and I was listening to the final masters I remember walking through um, the local woods and I remember listening to that track And out of all of them, it's probably one of the most subtle. I don't know if you would agree. So it's a piano track, as as everyone's going to hear. There's some beautiful symbol work from Moses. And the track opens with a free improvisation, essentially from the band. So I asked everyone to think about what the track was inspired by. And the track was inspired by a trip I took to Iceland. And there's a video coming out actually with the track, if anyone would like to watch it too, which will probably set the scene even more. 
but I asked the band to think about real barren wild landscapes, ice, thick, thick ice, blankets and blankets of snow, untouched by humans. And this concept of, of beauty and wilderness that we are massively at risk of losing. And I think we're all quite aware of that at the moment, but this track is really designed to be a celebration of these wonderful places. Because I think if there's any way that we're going to change and move forwards, like you say, it's with optimism and love, like love for our world. It's our home. It's where, where we've come from and encouraging people to have more connection and more love for our world. And, and I don't know about you, Tina, but I've also seen like within the day to day, so many people I bump into are just nature is their like solace. It's the place mm. where they've gone to get out of the house to find headspace. And I think this time is potentially going to be great for us in the long run, just to realign with our natural environment. So, yeah, <laughs> beautifully said. All right, let's check it out. This is Polar Retreat. So Tori, there is something else I'd love to talk to you about. When you're not creating music, you're actually a coach, right? Yeah, that's right. I'm a performance coach. Wicked. Tell us what that involves, because I've uh, checked out your website and there's so many different sort of strands and specialisms and, and ways for you to apply what you do to so many people. So talk us through it, because I'm, I'm fascinated. So I've worked with a lot of young women um, and a lot of adults as well. So I've worked with any, anybody from like head teachers to environmentalists, uh, to young vocalists, to piano players, people doing presentations. I was working with a, a young girl the other day who is going to be an amazing figure in the arts to really speak for the arts and tell us why we need the arts. And I was working with her and working with her on her, how she presents her confidence, how you learn to go with the flow. So when things don't go to plan, which you know as well, we're on radio right now. Things don't go always to plan. <laughs> right, no, never. That's the one thing you can count on is that something won't go to plan. Yeah, and I think it's, <laughs> but it's like having confidence within that and knowing that you've got your back. Prepare for worst case. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, in answer to your question, I think the way I would describe it the best is to say that 
it's helping people to be strong communicators and get out there and say what they've got to say. Right. And I think a lot of young women, especially, the thing I, I that, that, that really inspires me to work with people is when I see people who are hugely talented or people who've got a lot to say, whatever medium it might be that you, 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 you're speaking, you might be giving a speech, you might be playing music or whatever it is that you do, or you might be a painter. But, but the people who have so much to say and don't get out there because they're scared. So what I really hope to do is empower people and just give them a little nudge, give them some techniques, give them ways of, of coming back to things, strengthen their communication so they can go out there and ride out those waves because, you know, that's part of it as well. There's challenges along the way, but go for it and really commit to their communication and be proud of what they've got to say. Hell yes. You've just put a little fire in my belly there. That's It's so inspiring to hear you talk in a way that is so orientated around granting permission, because I think that it's something that a lot of young women really find it difficult to, to, to grasp, is to realise that we are the only people that can give ourselves permission to speak up or to do something, and that no one will come along and say, hey, it's, it's your moment to come forward now. We have to take that courage and, and really leap with it ourselves. At least that's 100%. kind of what I take, yeah. 100%, and I think... That was, yeah, beautifully put. And I think it's also like the resilience that you need within that. Mm-hmm. And most great people um, that you hear speak. Um, I read an amazing book recently. Um, I'm just trying to remember the name of it. If I could tell you one thing. And that book is is from people who are hugely successful in their fields. Um, and that can be sometimes a blessing and a curse, I think, because sometimes the people at the top, it can look like easy success within the world we live in. Whereas I think the people who, when they talk honestly, and this book does, so they've got, I don't know, Stephen Fry's in there, for example, um, and they talk about the work that's involved behind the scenes to get to where you want to get to. And I think getting people to talk more about that and encourage each other is really important to enable you to do that. Um, but yeah, it's it's really getting out there, like you say. And uh, yeah, yeah. I might have to check that out. It sounds like a really, really great book because transparency is something that is so valuable. But in this, you know, social media fronted world, we are very used to presenting the version of ourselves that makes us feel best. So to hear something that is based on transparent stories and honest reflections and showing the 99% of the work that we don't see is so refreshing. So Thank you. That seems like a really good recommendation. Um, I want to play one more track. This is one that you've picked out and it's by Nikki Yo. Tell us a little bit about it. So, yeah, I, I picked this song. I couldn't not pick this song in terms of there's just something about the music that is so poignant. And I hope Nikki uh, will enjoy this compliment when I say <laughs> that for me, it reminds me of Keith Jarrett. So Keith Jarrett, I've been to see many times, probably four or five with my dad. Uh, so my dad took me to gigs from when I was quite young. And those those gigs that we went to together, the process of, of just being together and listening to music and sharing those moments, but also meeting the artists often, you know, afterwards, like CD signings and things when I was starting out was so important. But anyway, um, Keith Jarrett and, and the concept of improvisation is, is so a key part of, of everything I do across the board and Nikki for me in her own way she really tunes into those same frequencies so it's every note 
tells a story and and it's so beautifully the the, the notes in this is so beautifully uh, captured on the album but Nikki also has an incredible fire and that's one of the things I most love about her and so I played with Nikki a few times as a duo which was a, a great honor and when you work with her I don't know if you've met Nikki and spoken to her and, and seen her play I assume you probably have um but she is committed 100 percent um and when we rehearse together you know she knows what she wants you know it's all about our voices and working together but at the same time it's like that riff she knows what how it is and that commitment to her music I think I think is also really brilliant and uh yeah but this this is just a killer tune by her and, and I love Nikki and she's also a fantastic figure I think within the the music scene and she's been a great inspiration to me as a person aside from you know being an amazing piano player for what she stands for and I know she's lifted a lot of other people up as well absolutely she's been really vocal about those that she supports and and has such a fire in in her as well so thank you so much Tori for joining us on the show um we'll play it out in a second but I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart and on behalf of Nina and Lou as well for joining us on Women in Jazz and just a massive shout out to the incredible record so it's out on Cadillac Records 27th of November as we stand it's striking stunning it's got a hell of a lot of heart to it and really really important concepts and conversation starters that I hope will inspire a lot of people musically and emotionally as well so Tori thank you so much thank you Tina and uh, yeah I really appreciate um, this time and and these conversations we've had so thank you for having me and and sharing the love for all the music so yeah (laughs) awesome catch you in a bit love to my guest for the show it was Tori Hansley you can go and support her records it's called As We Stand it's out on the 27th of November find it now on Bandcamp it's out on Cadillac Records big love and thank you to Nina Fine and Lou Paley for inviting me on this women and jazz takeover been an absolute pleasure I love you ladies so much <laughs>